Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June uh, 25th, 2022. That's right, I remember what day it is. <laughs> I'm up with the Joneses. Uh, let's see, day in the life. I'll give you a little breakdown what I did today. Pretty much nothing, if I'm being honest. I uh, woke up, did my little workout. I, oh, no, I didn't do my workout yet. Hold on, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I woke up, did laundry, bleh, guess I repressed that. Um, but in between that, I did get a McDonald's breakfast. Uh, I guess we can do talk about that, food corner. I uh, got a McMuffin, sausage McMuffin. I don't do the egg. Then I ordered a bacon and cheese biscuit. Once again, no egg. A order of hotcakes and a hash brown. So I get my food. I eat it in the parking lot like a little gremlin, like I like to do. And once I get to my bacon and cheese biscuit, I realize that they put an egg in there. Now, that's not something that really bothers me. As a kid, my go-to was that anyway, was the sausage egg muffin and the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. So, you know, and also it's kind of like a common mishap that happens. They they hear the and and think egg, and they just add the egg. So it's okay. Uh, I don't think I got charged either, so that was cool. <laughs> um, overall, fine breakfast for me. Did laundry. Uh, then I did the workout. Um, took a nap. And then I woke up, and I was like, I'm going to get some pizza. <laughs> so I got some pizza. I went to Mellow Mushroom. Got the uh, pretzels and the beer cheese, my favorite. And I got a um, small pizza with pepperoni and pineapple. But I switched it up because you can put pesto sauce in for tomato sauce. So I tried that. Overall, I liked the pizza. It was still good. I would eat it again. I will say, though, having, um, like, maybe if, maybe they use a light amount. I'm not sure. But it just didn't really seem as, like, saucy as I expected. Um, like I said, maybe they're skimpy, skimpy with the pesto. I don't know. But it was good. I, I liked it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Rate-wise, I'd, I'd give it a 7. 7 out of 10. So, yeah. That's me. That's my life. Uh, we can get into some news now, if you like. I would like to. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Reuters. Uh, Taliban appeal for more... Aid after deadly Afghanistan earthquake. Sorry, there was a pop-up. So what I know about this story, uh, from what I've read, there was an earthquake that took place in, like, the mountainous area of Afghanistan. So it's, like, remote. Uh, It happened on Saturday, I believe. Or at least that's when they have, um, like, medical medical supplies that were reached on the hospital on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Okay, it was Wednesday. I'm sorry. There we go. Wednesday's uh, 6.1 magnitude quake. So they, like, the numbers were already high when I initially had read. It was, like, in 900s. Um, and now they're saying it's over 1,000. Uh, 2,000 people are said to be, have been injured. Also, it's destroyed, like, 10,000 homes. I think just about three days into the search and rescue, they pretty much had to call things off. 
due to just the amount of damage, the lack of means they have to um, actually get people out and things of that nature. They kind of just had to switch to just being like, like let's make sure that we are feeding and sheltering people. Uh, in terms of the aid, I'm not quite sure how much has, you know, gotten to Afghanistan and what aid they are accepting. I know I was listening to uh, BBC and they were saying that they not, they're not sure, you know, what Western help they might accept if they're going to ask or get help from like China. So the jury's still out on that. We will see. I know that they said uh, in Kabul that the hospitals that were usually taking people in who had um, war injuries and things of that nature, that was most what they would do exclusively. They really switched things up to take in people who have been you know, injured in this earthquake. So super sad situation. As we discussed before in previous podcast episodes, Ever since we've left Afghanistan, we've really left them in a bad way. We essentially said, we're not giving you any aid. We're also withholding our money. Uh, Biden said, oh, we'll, we'll trickle some of that money to you guys, but only on our terms with humanitarian aid, the way we say it, which is just a sticky issue. Naturally, uh, politically, socially, there's a lot of you know messed up shit going on in Afghanistan You know, with the Taliban in terms of like suppression of women, women's rights. Though I find it highly ironic uh, that we would even have anything to say to them about how they're conducting uh, their practices, their religious practices on women when we do that to the women in our country. Obviously, that's a, you know another related thing. Talked about that in the last episode. But yeah, uh, I'll try to keep you posted if uh, anything more kind of pops up on that issue. Speaking of some social rights, things going on, things going wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Got this from Yahoo News slash uh, AP News. World swimming bans transgender athletes from women's events. So this is a little bit, I don't want to say that it's an update on the Leah Thomas situation because it, it's not, but it's definitely like some of the fallout from her situation is kind of spread to a more of a global level and now it's kind of being talked about quote-unquote dealt with but uh fina members uh which is like the organization for like worldwide swimming uh events stuff like that sports uh they adopted a new gender inclusion policy on sunday that only permits women uh, only only permits swimmers who transitioned before age 12 to compete in women's events. The organization also proposed an open competition category. Now, mind you, there is currently no transgender woman or any transgender man right now in the Olympic, like, or world level swimming right now. So this is a very preemptive thing, which is why I say this is an update on the situation with Leah Thomas, because... Why else would you be doing this just because, you know, someone actually, like, placed it well? I was like, oh, I guess we're going to talk about it. I guess we're going to deal with it. So they essentially are saying, like, hey, if you can transition before the age of 12, then okay, you're fine. But if you do it 
after that, well, you've been affected by puberty in some way, and naturally now it's just unfair. And this is a, a running conversation that I think we're going to keep having about this, is, is how unfair it is biologically. I personally think that that's bullshit. I do. I, I think that you're using science as you see fit, and <laughs> kind of like how people use the fucking constitution as they see fit and say, well, that's just how it is. That's not just how it is. You know, it's it's often funny that people will use things like science, uh, the, the, the historical constitution itself. They will use numbers and say, oh, well, numbers don't lie, sweetie. But they do when you use them in wrong ways. Uh, science is no different to me. So I think, you know, you're saying, hey, this person is, you know, now just miles ahead of us because they've had some kind of chemical change in them and then on top of it they're having another chemical change even though despite the fact that like actually going through any kind of hormonal therapy any kind of you know change it's it's not going to actually be kind to your body it's not easy it it, it often sets you back uh i know people are going to have you know a hard time getting over that fact i feel like they they don't want to look at it that way uh also it's just a weird number to even come up with, which is something that I like that they discussed in this article. Uh, let's see. Let's see, there's more. The story continues. I often like that about the Yahoo things. But uh, yeah, where did that 12 come from? Is that a specific age that everybody is supposed to have passed through puberty? Because it may not be the case. Um, age of puberty varies for different people. And this is from Dr. Ali Reza Hamididian, Jerome, and that's co-director of the Gender Affirmation Surgery Center at Temple University um, Hospitals in Philadelphia. So it just seems like they just kind of came up with this number. They said, well, this is vaguely working for us. We'll just stick to that. Uh, I personally don't like that. Um, And yeah, I mean, plus you can't even get a full transitional surgery most likely like that would be an ordeal even try to get done not to mention imagine the pressure you're a person you're a child at a young age of like what 10 at the maybe the the earliest where you're like okay i'm actually having some serious thought about a sport i like or whatever i also don't know my what i want out of my life right now like do i want to be this person in this body this way and now you're saying, well, you got to figure this out quick, kid. And then not to mention, I hope your state's not going to fight you tooth and nail for it. Like, it's just so insane. I, I don't understand why um, your potential, especially, too, for these, like, younger athletes who are, like, you know, coming of age, you know, and then competing in these uh, competitions, you know, as a young adult at that point, And you're just having to deal with all this crazy shit. I, I think it's a little bit wild. I'd say let people play. Naturally, that's what they're trying to say. They're doing this whole open thing. But once again, how is that going to work? Like, you're saying, oh, well, like, we're, we'll have an open bracket and everyone can compete in this bracket. And, like, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, this is our inclusive one. And it's like, for, for what, the one or two people who are going to potentially come into the sport, be really great at it, but then not have the actual real chance to compete? Just because a, a man or a woman feels intimidated for some reason? I, I just... I don't know. I think it's weird. I don't like it. Uh, but at the same time, when people say it's science, <laughs> it, it becomes much harder to argue with these people. 
they they keep trying to blow that back in your face and then they say this is it this is the only way to look at said science that's facts jack and then what do you what do you say to that what do you do so i wanted to talk about it wanted to update it um we'll see what happens with that uh, and cnn business you union wins right to represent workers at an apple store for the first time so this is a dub this is some good news i like to bring that to you you know um let's see read the first sentence of this or one of the first sentences uh, a, the landmark union election concluded on Saturday evening with 65 workers voting for unionization and 33 against it. So a nearly two to one margin in favor of the union. So that's really cool. Uh, this is in Townsend, Maryland. Apparently there's like a mall there. That's where this Apple store is. I like that they, that the people involved, they really, um, they list not that it's not just about the money they make that very like evident and important to say uh compensation is important considering the cost of living in general and inflation but the bigger thing is having a say uh the most uh that was the most important thing to me and that was from prigidin who is 34 um let's see a, a technical expert at the store and one of the organizers of the union so I think it's important that we talk about, like, this isn't just a money grab. This isn't just people being like, oh, I deserve more money. I'm not grateful. Because, honestly, Apple Store workers do get paid a decent amount. Like, I think a starting wage I heard was, like, $20 or something like that. So, they do a good job compensating, but it's not just about that. Oftentimes, these employers will give people what they know is the bare minimum. They will give them a little bit more crumbs than maybe a couple of other places do. And they'll give you a couple little bit more benefits. And hey, we'll even throw in a couple of treats. Do you guys like pizza? Do you like chicken? We'll give you some. And and that's supposed to keep you happy. But there's more life in those things. And you should be getting the most out of it. Especially when they are taking your body. They're taking the time of your life away from you to make money off of you. So you should be compensated. You should be taken care of properly, not just as like a, a light accommodation, a little pat on the head, and then they boot you along, and then they kick you on off when you can't perform. Like, you should be protected. You should be taken care of, period. So I like that this is a dub that we can celebrate together, flowers to them. Um, I hope that with this unionization comes more of it, that it continues to spread, also, I hope that um, that like the store doesn't get shut down, because that's always a fear. Especially, you know, after hearing what happened, I believe in the Ithaca Starbucks, and hearing that that's a that's not a a, a crazy rarity. That, that that's a move that they do. Uh, union busting sucks. So, hopefully, we see less of that and more unions forming. To that, we say amen. <laughs> um, let's see. Speaking of uh, unions, speaking of strikes, labor shortages, we're going across the pond to the uh, the old UK. Some more CNN business. Uh, rail strikes and labor shortages are hurting uh, U.S. economy or UK economy. I'm sorry. Whoop, whoopsie, slip the tongue there. UK. Um, essentially, just the rails are more or less like on the outs. Like people are striking. 
They are demanding better pay and working conditions, much like the Apple store employees. You'll find that's one and the same. It's not just about the money, baby. Um, But this is, like, definitely a combined thing. Like, they have, I mean, just like us, a, a lot of just ongoing issues with the economy being dog shit. Also, they have a stacked issue because they had Brexit happen with just the UK kind of leaving the rest of Europe saying, like, we're not going to be as tied to you. That's led to a lot of issues in terms of just even in their own backyard where people are like, well, you know, we got to commute to work. We got to be able to make this happen. And there's more issues, just more problems. So, you know, people are fighting for the right. And hopefully you'll we'll see some good come out of it. Um more or less there's just like a lot of like details in this article as, as to why it happened. I don't want to get too weeded down there. Kind of want to keep this maybe a little bit of a shorter episode. But I did find the article very interesting. I did find the situation interesting. I'm obviously rooting for them. We would love to see just any kind of social progress anywhere. I'm rooting for it. That like that that makes me hype <laughs> because it, it we don't, I just don't want to see us all lie down. I, I feel like in my life personally, in what I do, I know I, I am because I'm very scared. I'm very scared to potentially be out on the street and um, not have anything be at nothing. You know, at least what I have is something that's kept me alive for this long. And I know that there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people like that. And that's such a shitty feeling. And whenever you get to see people get together, rise up and fight for more, I think it's great. So... I always want to, you know, raise those people up, talk about them, give them the spotlight. So, cheerio to that. Um, I'm going to take my little break real quick and hang out with me. I know it burps when it comes, so, like, you know, excuse me in advance if it does. <laughs> let's see. Let's close it off. I uh, wanted to do a little bit of an update on the Valdi situation. Uh, once again, got this from Yahoo News and the AP, the Associated Press. Uh, Uvalde school police chief on leave after mass shooting. So this is about Chief Pete Arredondo. He was... The lead chief on the scene, he was the one who was supposed to be calling the shots. Now, mind you, it has been officially noted that he came in without his radio. He had to phone for equipment and things of that nature via his cell phone. Uh, It's also, according to him, he's like, well, I didn't even know that I was in charge at the time. Uh, There's still a lot of blame shifting going along here. Uh, Also, it's come to my attention, too, that three minutes into the 77 minutes that went on um they had cops on the scene with tactical gear all that shit they were there like three minutes in they were in the school didn't do a thing (laughs) also you didn't need a key for that door you could have got in without it it was known and they didn't do anything (laughs) they just sat on the issue they sat and they sat and they sat while people died while kids called and said there's a shooter here please send someone in please 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 nothing so it's definitely fucked up 
Also, in the post-op, I haven't covered, like, obviously the nook and crannies of the shit. I tried to just let you guys know that it happened. If there are big changes, updates like this, I do try to to mention it. But honestly, I was going to hold off just because, like, I mean, they're talking about all these little details and all this stuff. They're pointing fingers at each other. The mayor's saying it's this guy's fault. The other guy's saying it's that guy's fault. Um, they had a hearing about it in, like, the Senate where, like, was it Steve McCraw or whatever did some talking all of it's like whatever because like i don't feel like there's not going to be any prosecution of anything the guys on leave the arredondo guy but who knows i mean in my opinion this guy should have quit he should have resigned it shouldn't shouldn't have had him made he should have just known this is a massive l oh oh burp but um you know here we are like i said 19 students two teachers really fucking sad um, I know on the episode I didn't list the names of the people. I wanted to do that today. Uh, so we can do that now. Uh, let's see. McKenna Lee Elrod, Layla Salazar, Miranda Mathis, Nevea Bravo, Jose Manuel Flores Jr., Xavier Lopez, Tess Marie Mata, Rolihelio. Torres, Ilahania, Eli, Amaya Garcia, Aliana A. Torres, Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, Jackie Cazares, Cazares, Uzia Garcia, Jace Carmela, Carmelo Luvevanos, Mate Uleana Rodriguez, Jayla Nicole Silguero, Irma Garcia, Eva Mirles, Amire Joe Garza, Alexandra Alexandria Lexi, Anania Rubia, and Elefinia Ramirez. So, um, man, it just sucks. It sucks because I don't think we're going to see positive change from this stuff, you know? I'm worried, especially with the Supreme Court rulings and stuff this week, that um, you're just going to see people go more crazy. I don't know. And it makes me really sad because I, um, I think America is a great country. I think it's capable of that, at least. But, um... It just goes out of its way to eat itself. So that a few people can make a lot of money. Ah, man, I don't know. I'm having, I guess. The end of a long week. And thinking about this shit just makes me sad. Oh, man. But, um... I love you guys. And I hope you have an amazing day wherever, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're here. Not just listening to my podcast, but on this planet. Um, I know we're all capable of good and great things. And I look forward to seeing that happen in you and through me and, you know, in the world. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I love you guys a lot. I love you guys a ton. Um, I'll catch you on the next episode and hopefully i see you soon for some more good news love ya
Bye-bye. Mwah.